What's up, everyone, and welcome to Mike Check. I'm your host, Mike Velasquez, and this is the podcast where we talk about all things fitness, wellness, rehab, and more importantly, the constant pursuit of knowing better in order to do better for the people that we serve. Now, without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Mike Check. On today's episode, I want to talk about two topics in particular. The first thing I want to talk about is the idea of having a white belt mentality in life. There's a saying that I started hashtagging on social media back in 2015, which was, always a white belt. I honestly don't remember where I got it from, but I want to credit an episode of Barbell Shrugged for first making me aware of it. When I searched the saying, I actually came across a quote from George St. Pierre that I think sums it up nicely. He said, quote, I keep the white belt mentality that I can learn from anyone, anywhere, anytime, end quote. In my mind, we should all strive to be lifelong learners and avoid becoming complacent with what we know. Whether you're someone just getting their CrossFit Level 1, personal training certification, or DPT, I think it's very important to realize that that's just your ticket to the show. In order to be the best at whatever it is that you do, you should always strive to continuously improve. That doesn't mean you have to get every certification under the sun or just try to amass as many letters after your name as possible either. While there can definitely be value in continuing education courses, I think one of the easiest ways to do this is just to start getting reps in yourself. Start having those difficult conversations with patients or respectfully challenge your colleagues or professors. But again, just make sure you're doing that respectfully. You're going to make mistakes, and that's okay as long as you learn from those mistakes to be better for the next time. Another way to continue to improve is to learn from others as well. Even though I'm now a practicing clinician, something I've found tremendous value in has been surrounding myself with people who are much smarter than I am and push me to continuously want to improve. I love asking my coworkers or other clinicians if I can shadow them because they may word something in a different way than I would have, and it just provides me with another way to say the same thing. I think that applies to coaching as well. You and another coach may want an athlete to achieve the same end result with a particular movement, but the other coach may word their cues in a way you never would have thought of that works for that particular athlete in front of them. So always stay humble and be aware that you can always learn something from someone else. Lastly, I know life can get busy, but I don't think I can stress how important it is to try and stay up to date with the literature. And there are research reviews from companies like Barbell Medicine, Physio Network, and Mass that make that process a lot easier as well. None of these concepts only apply to those entering a new field either. Again, I don't think there should ever be a point where you say to yourself, well, I think I know all there is to know. Especially in fields like science, things will always continue to evolve, and if you aren't evolving along with the research, then you're not only doing yourself a disservice, but you're also not doing the best for the people you serve either. I hope to continuously reflect back on my practices and say, oh man, was I wrong, or wow, I can't believe that's the way I used to do that. Now that I'm on the topic of reflecting back, the other topic I wanted to touch on today was a list of three things that I wish I would have done differently in PT school. The first was that I wouldn't have put nearly as much emphasis on my grades. Yes, obviously you want to make sure that you're meeting the requirements in your program, and I'm not saying that grades don't matter or that you shouldn't try. Thankfully, I was able to get a little bit better at this towards the end of school, but for the first couple of semesters, I was obsessed with trying to get an A on everything. That unfortunately led to a lot of just memorizing and regurgitating on exams, which sacrificed how much I actually retained. Had I not been so preoccupied with trying to achieve a 4.0, I would have saved myself quite a bit of time when I eventually had to go back and relearn some of the stuff that I hadn't taken the time to develop a deeper understanding for. 
For any students listening or anyone that's curious, I highly recommend checking out Zach Gabor's creative thinking series that he posted on the gram back in June of 2017 to help create a deeper understanding of concepts learned in school. It may also be particularly helpful if you have the MPTE coming up this summer as well. So definitely check that out. The second thing that I wish I would have done differently was volunteering more in class or during our part-time clinical affiliations and asking more questions. Whether it was the fear of looking dumb to my professors or other classmates, I definitely didn't take advantage of my opportunities to learn as much as I should have. While you're in school, you're literally paying to make mistakes and learn from them with the help from your professors, clinical instructors, and classmates. If any of my classmates are listening, they probably remember how much of a nervous wreck I used to be before exams or practicals. But one of the things that really helped change my attitudes before practicals especially was remembering that my professors weren't there to fail me, but actually wanted me to succeed, and knowing that I'd rather make mistakes with a mock patient so that I would decrease my chances of making the same mistake with an actual patient in the future. So if you tend to be someone that dreads being called on in class or is the last to volunteer when your professors ask for someone to demonstrate something or answer a question, just try and remember that you're supposed to mess up. Embrace it and get comfortable being uncomfortable because the more you put yourself out there, the easier it gets to do it again in the future. Lastly, I would have tried to take advantage of and be more productive with my free time. PT school can definitely be very stressful, so I would definitely prioritize giving yourself some free time to unwind by yourself or to hang with friends and family. With that being said, for most students, you probably have some extra time to set aside that you can probably use to your advantage. Since DPT curriculums have to adhere to CAPTI requirements and prepare you for the board exam, you may have to use your free time to seek out information on topics that you're particularly interested in or aren't covered as well as they should be in your curriculum. Hello, Therics and Strength and Conditioning. Seek out literature to read, shadow at a local clinic, or take a road trip to a clinic to someone who treats how you envision yourself treating in the future, or with someone who works with a population you see yourself wanting to work with in the future. Maybe you can work part-time as an aide or a trainer so you can start to practice working and talking and listening to people since you're going to be doing a lot of that in the future. I mentioned this in my welcome episode, but I personally found a lot of value from listening to podcasts. My last clinical was a 45-minute commute each way, and my typical commute to campus was 25 minutes each way, and I wanted to make better use of that time during my day, so I started listening to different podcast shows and lectures I had recorded on my phone in an effort to put my commute time to better use. One thing that I highly recommend, especially is if you don't feel comfortable with you know, resistance training or aerobic training or haven't done a lot of that yourself, start to experiment with yourself. If you don't know where to start, reach out to one of your classmates or professors who may have a background in exercise science or be personal trainer or coach so that you can begin to learn how to prescribe these things to your clients or patients. Especially being in the field of physical therapy, I think it's vitally important to lead by example. We shouldn't be promoting the value of physical activity to our patients if we aren't buying what we're selling ourselves. So I know this is a relatively short episode, guys, but I think that'll wrap up um, what I wanted to talk about today. And hopefully you found some value from some of the stuff that I covered. If you have any questions on anything that I talked about or you know have a specific question yourself, definitely feel free to reach out to me via Instagram at Velasquez1218. And be sure to subscribe if you haven't already so that you can keep up with the content that I'll be putting out in the future. Thanks again for listening, everyone. And until next time.